I am live, I being me, in the studio alone. Jimmy Lachey, as you remember, he missed, or oh, the guy who needs no introduction, but he he had a flight delay yesterday, so I'm not sure if he's in town or he's making his way back, but he may call in, uh, 888-346-9144. That is the number. You know the show. It will go by fast. You know what, Doug? I'm not sure where Doug is. Since I don't know, I'm going to have to let Doug go. Unless he calls in today. But we got a lot to talk about. It is a Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, might I add. Uh, I might have to partake in some of that later on today. I'm not sure because I lost 5% body fat. You know, I've been working out for, what was it, about four or five weeks. Lost Losing 5% body fat is good to me. I'm down to 15. I had to get my discipline black. And discipline and, and what we're going to talk about in all the sports. You know, the sports show, Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. You got to have some discipline. At some point, you know your pants. <laughs> At some point, you know your pants doesn't fit anymore. And then you let it go even further than that. That's discipline or lack thereof. You got to have some discipline. It's just not going to be okay at the end of the day when it comes to gaining weight. And then, you know, you have to go through some stuff to lose some weight. Yeah, that's not a healthy way to do it one way or another. Let's talk about some uh, rule changes of the NFL. We got that coming up. We got Junior Spivey coming up probably on the after the break. Uh, talk about some baseballs and the rules itself. Uh, they want to change the game up, make the game faster. I thought baseball was a national pastime. So, so if the game is considered a national pastime, that is the game you go spend all day at the park or you sit in front of your TV. And unless you play in the game of baseball, it may seem boring. But if you're in the game, you understand, and it is a pace game. It is a pace game that has to go at uh, what it's going now. They've done a lot of talking, a lot of tweaking. Uh, what was it, the batters, uh, how much time they can spend in the box. Also, they want to change it, or there was talks about maybe seven innings. Once you do that, you have to change a whole lot of things with the, with the uh, contracts. How do you pay a pitcher who's a starting pitcher who may pitch every four or five days you give him 120, well, now 120 is nothing in baseball. You give him $230 million for seven innings of baseball, and he only pitches four or five days. And that might prevent some of the uh, Tommy John surgeons, a lot of these baseball players, and unfortunate too, because this surgery takes about a year. This, in baseball, in my opinion, one of the longest, it's not the longest season, I don't think, but just to play more games. You can play up to 200-some games in baseball, start from uh, spring training, which we are still having out here. I think baseball season about to start within a week. But we are having that out here, especially around the country. But here in Arizona, we got the spring training. But uh, limited the innings may stop a lot of the uh, Tommy John surgery. I think if you pitch, when pitchers used to pitch all the time, they pitch all year long, they didn't have those injuries. Now it's every four or five days, and then off season. They get away from the game. So now their elbow is not at the throwing pace that they used to be. Some pitchers lose weight and gain weight. Uh, pitcher in, um, what's his name? Uh, it'll come up when uh, Junior Spivey comes on the show. But the pitcher out in um, New York. 
He thought he had more velocity when he was heavier. Uh, he thought he was uh, trying to save his life by losing weight, and he lost a lot of weight. It's crazy I can't think of his name, and I have my computer right here in front of me, but we haven't started the show yet. We haven't gotten to the, the bulk of the show yet, so these are some stuff that's coming up that baseball will come up on a, after the break, probably with uh, Julian Spivey calling in. Again, that number is 888-346-9144. Crime Lodge Sports Hawk. Demery Lachey, please no introduction, is uh he should be should be in route. Not route to the show, but route to the to back to Arizona. I'm gonna talk about some um rule changes down the road. We get to it. Try to keep these topics real short. Uh Curry, Harden, Westbrook. The best in the NBA right now, today. And these guys are taking their turn becoming MVP or putting their name in front of the MVP or on that MVP trophy. Uh, we try to make a case of why Kerry should get it, make the case why James Harden should get it, and Westbrook. Now, your team has to be winning. Uh, I could see Kerry hands down taking it, but you know to not hurt any feelings and what James Harden has been going through, what he, not going through like he's, it's traumatic. What he's been through with the, his team Without the white heart, not the, without the white, um, his big man. His big man is, I can't think his name. But he's going through that without him, Big Dwight Howard, and what he's doing for the Houston Rockets. Kerry, who's, who's lead leading uh, in a lot of categories, but whose team is uh, in first place of the West, at least about five to six games. Uh, Westbrook is what he's doing with the team in Oklahoma City, without Kevin Durant last year's lead MVP. Uh, so that would be the case. We could try to make the case for that MVP race when that come up. But what I really, really want to stop talking about, oh, I want to talk about this also, if we can get to this. You know the show. It's, we get stuck. I get stuck on one thing, and I'm beating it to death. But Phillip Rivers, I heard this last week, and I couldn't bring it up. I couldn't. I couldn't get in, fit it into it because we was talking so much. And once we debating and going on back and forth, it may take up some time. But Phillip Rivers, you know the San Diego Chargers thinking about leaving uh, San Diego, which that would be crucial. The L.A. Chargers makes no sense to me. And I don't know if a lot of teams who has their name now made sense when they first started. But I guess something that you have to, you have to say a couple of times or quite a few years to – for it to make sense. And then you have to win. The L.A. Chargers, if the L.A. Chargers winning, the L.A. Chargers winning. We had the L.A. Raiders. They went back and forth. We had the L.A. Rams. They are talking about going back. But in this Phillip Rivers case, Phillip Rivers, how he came into the league. Let me get to that. Let me make that my first topic. The San Diego Chargers are thinking about relocating to L.A., which will be bad for the city, I believe, of LA, San Diego. Uh, you know San Diego's great place, calm. San Diego's what it is. Although be it expensive, it, it, it is San Diego. When you talk about places to live and retire, San Diego's one of those places to come up there along with the, down in Miami, uh, California, certain places in California like Northern California, but also the uh, San Diego County. And they're thinking about leaving to L.A., Phillip Rivers came in the league. He and Eli Manning drafted in the same year. Eli was drafted by the San Diego Chargers, but he was adamant 
Eli out of Ole Miss, Eli Manning. He was adamant about he is not playing in California. He is not playing for the San Diego Chargers. Eli, brother of Peyton Manning, father of Archie Manning. I don't know how, how a college kid who was okay in college had that much power, that much rank to do and say what he said about what he wasn't going to do, and he didn't do it. He said he was not going to. So they made the trade made the trade um, for Eli to go to New York and, and Phillip Rivers to come. And at the time, Drew Brees was the quarterback. We had Drew Brees. We had the uh, – well, Drew Brees was the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. Eli Manning goes to New York. Phillip Rivers comes to sit a year and a half in San Diego. Phillip Rivers comes to San Diego. The rest is history as far as his, his stat, what he's done for that team. Uh, you put a lot of pieces. He's a guy, in my opinion, Phillip Rivers is a guy, in my opinion, if you put the right pieces around him, and, not, and you just can't say this because most quarterbacks are messing up. You just can't say this about every quarterback, but I'm saying this about Phillip Rivers. You put the right pieces around him, he will win you a Super Bowl. He is still, I want to say Phillip is about 30, 31. He is still, no, Phillip may be 33 years old. But still a very serviceable quarterback. He's 12th year in the league. So he came in like 21. Yeah, so he's 33 years old. He was there when I was with the Chargers. He came when I was with the Chargers. Great guy from Carolina up. And you know, you know the area. <clears throat> very well-mannered guy. He's been that way. Funny guy as he moves on to his years and you see some of his interviews. But if you put pieces around Phillip Rivers and, and that San Diego Chargers – has done their best with their with, with trying to do that, but I think he was uh, he will bring you a championship. Philip Rivers states that if you move the team to L.A., I would not, and this makes sense to me. I will not be the quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. Now, and I say that the way I said it because when Eli Manning came in, he said I would not play for the San Diego Chargers. So why not Philip Rivers now? Why can't he state that and say and mean it? I am not the quarterback of the L.A. Chargers. I came to the San Diego Chargers. And, again, it go back to what I said about the teams have to name, have to wear on you. Any team that was named what they are or what, what they are now, I guess it didn't sound right in the beginning, but winning, winning changes all that. And after a few years, you adapt that, okay, we're the Arizona Cardinals who used to be the Phoenix Cardinals. And rightfully so, changing that name from Phoenix Cardinals to Arizona Cardinals, that way you, doesn't, you do not alienate, alienate the state. See, it's okay to be the San Diego Chargers and not the, and not the California Chargers because you have, you have the Raiders there, you have San Fran there, and you have the San Diego Chargers there. So you have three teams in the state of California. But it, was, it made sense for the Arizona to change their name from Phoenix Cardinals to Arizona Cardinals. Kind of what the Diamondbacks, is, I mean, not the Diamondbacks, but the hockey team. The, uh used to be the Phoenix Coyotes. Now they are the Arizona Coyotes. Back to Phillip Rivers and San Diego Chargers. It is okay because how he got there, <clears throat> Eli Manning decided, well, I don't want to be a San Diego Chargers, and he's not. And Eli wins two Super Bowls with the 
get limping into the playoffs, nine and seven records. However, you get there, you get there. I've always said that. All you have to do is get in the playoffs, and a lot of things can happen that sometimes may you may not have half of the control of it, but it happens and it puts you in a situation, Eli Manning, where you win two Super Bowls. You beat Tom Brady twice. You have more Super Bowls than a Hall of Fame brother, Peyton Manning. <clears throat> but it happens. He goes to New York. He wins two Super Bowls. Eli, Philip Rivers, ha- having a great year, having a great career, can state what he said and how he wants to say it. I'm not the quarterback. I'm not going to be the quarterback of the L.A. Rams. Now, let me tell you, saying all that to say this, to get to this point, well, not just the point, but all of it made sense. Okay, this. We have the draft coming up. And the Tennessee Titans, they really need a quarterback. The coach over there is Ken Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt has some familiarity with with uh, Philip Rivers. He was there. When he left the Cardinals, he went to – when the Arizona Cardinals fired him, he went to the San Diego Chargers. He was the offensive coordinator for a year or offensive coach for a year. So he was hands-on with Philip Rivers. And that year, Philip Rivers had a great – he had a great season. He had a great season as far as the position alone because a great season meant you went to the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl, in my opinion. There's nothing wrong with good seasons in the NFL as long as you continue to build off them. So Ken Wilson Hunt, he's down in Tennessee. Now, they're looking for a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback with any of any decency on their roster. Marcus Mariota is in this draft. So we're assuming that the number one draft picks going to Tampa Bay would not be Marcus Mariota. He may slip down. And there's a lot of talk about who's going to get him. A lot of moves, all-season moves were made or who's going to get him and where he may place. But when you look at the draft, you can almost see that he goes down into the 10th spot. He could possibly go to the 6th spot. I'm talking Marcus Mariota. He could talk, possibly go to the 6th spot to the New York Jets. New York Jets just got a quarterback two years ago, and maybe they're not happy with him. And Michael Vick was their backup. And maybe they're not happy with that situation when you look down the road. But you just signed one of the top corners in the league to – some $39 guaranteed million dollars, contract probably worth $54 million. Then you, you sign the, another cornerback to a certain amount of money um, in DeMar- and uh, Cromartie. So a lot of your money is tied up on the defense, which is always have been because when Rex Ryan was there, it was all defense in New York. Marcus Mariota, if, if he's not the first pick, he could possibly drop to six. Six, and I could find out where – the Tennessee Titans will be picking this year. Uh, but they need a quarterback. And they looked at they've had the draft. Um, he's a number two. He could easily be the number two pick, but there's an offensive alignment, defensive alignment. Guy could be that number one or the number two. But we know Jameis Winston is the favorite to be the number one pick in the first round of the NFL draft. This year, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who needs a quarterback who let Josh McCown go. Josh McCown signs with the Cleveland um, Browns. And right now, that's a team with no quarterback names, maybe Johnny Manziel, but he has no experience. And Josh has more experience than any of those guys. Now, let me see where the Tennessee Titans are picking this year. But but with the familiarity that they have, Ken Wisenhunt and Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers having that great year that the kid Wisenhunt was there that one year. 
before taking a Tennessee job, becoming for his name came up as a head coach again, taking that Tennessee job. That is a place. The Tennessee Titans have Zach Mettenberger, Charlie Whitehurst, and Jordan Palmer. We know that their first rounder from uh, about two or three years ago, Jake Locker, retired early. And we've had conversations about why he retired, uh, the, the nature of the game, the nature of football, the violence of it, and who and what I want to be after my football career is done. So a lot of these guys retired. That was Jake Locker being one of those guys. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a top pick because their season was terrible, to say the least. Their season was not good. So when you don't have a great season, you usually pick early. Marcus Mariota in 24, he was a 2014 Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he and Jameis Winston played head-to-head. Uh, Marcus Mariota coming out of that. But Jameis Winston, the more ready quarterback, Phillip Rivers, Ken Wisenhunt, Marcus Mariota, he may just fall to the Tennessee Titans. The draft is April 30th through May 2nd. But he just might fall to the Tennessee Titans where they may be able to trade San Diego may trade Phillip Rivers to Tennessee Titans and Ken Wisenhunt as the head coach there where he had his great year that one year where he's had plenty of good years. But those numbers were outstanding for Phillip Rivers when Ken Wisenhunt was there. So if he can get to Tennessee, they may just draft Marcus Mariota with a, a draft and trade. It becomes a little skeptic when you or sketchy when you try to wait and somebody else might grab them and then San Diego Chargers doesn't get their man. But then again, the Tennessee Titans won't get Phillip. He's adamant about I'm not being the LA char- <clears throat> I'm not being the LA Chargers quarterback. Phillip Rivers goes to here's how I see this picture panning out before the draft or maybe a draft day. If San Diego Charger is moving to L.A., I don't think they can ever come back to the San Diego County. I don't think there will ever be another football team to come back to that county. Because if you're not there now, and there's a reason why you're trying to leave, and the, and the fan base is not what they should be, it's the sunshine and it's beaches. Here's what I see. Phillip River going to Tennessee. Tennessee maybe drafting Mariota, Marcus Mariota and trading him to the San Diego Chargers, who at that point may be the L.A. Chargers. And all this taking place be right before the draft or the day of the draft. I want to get that story out of there because it was, it was you know, we're talking about one of the elite quarterbacks and one of the top quarterbacks out of college. Uh, he did win the Heisman this year, last football season. So I want to get that story out of there. What we do is take a break, come back. I want to talk about some how men are such babies and uh, – it's all upon themselves, and it has to do with football. Might have Junior Spivey on the other end of this on the other end of this break. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We we'll take a quick one. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back. Plumber Lasco Sports Talk. When that song, when that group came out, we were, I was in college. Them Detroit clowns put me uh, up on that. Um, but, you know, I was in the University of Kansas, and uh, they coming out of Cleveland. We had, you know, Cleveland, Detroit, nearby, close, something like that. Um, but that group was that group was hot. And that song, First of the Month, was one of their, another one of their hits. All right, let me move on. Let's talk about Phillip Rivers. So we, fin- we finished that up, or I finished that up. Uh, another thing I did want to get into was uh, Adrian Peters' situation. When I said before the break, Men are such babies, and women have to guard for this because it's, it's all, you know, women have to deal with this nonsense and in a relationship. And when I say relationship, that's across the board. That's anything. Anything there's a relationship uh, entails, especially when men do wrong, especially when we do wrong, and I am not without fault. But I, I, I could say this to that. Adrian Peterson. Now, we've talked quite a few times, quite a bit on on his situation quite a few times on, you know, him getting himself in trouble uh, by, and depends on who you are, where you're from, uh, how you look at this, by his disciplinary action with his son. Me, I personally don't have a problem with it. The only problem I had with that, um, not not full problem, but the only the only thing that made me, you know, squinch my eyes or, or wrinkle my face was this, is when he said, you know, I gave him extra hard lashes, and then I, I'm not going to even get to the lashes part because you know anybody that know me know what that stuff stems from. But you don't have to hit your child or anyone for that matter an extra of what you were intended on giving them just to prove how tough they are. Adrian Peterson, I'm a fan of Adrian Peterson. I'm a fan of all day. I'm a fan of 
AP, however you see him. I'm a fan of this guy. Um, and, and, and go back to the relationships with men, you know. Even we want in a relationship, we want to, it's nothing better when there's there's no substitute for someone who just gets you. There's no substitute for it. Adrian Peterson thought the Minnesota Vikings got him. They thought they thought he was a yo, you know, Adrian Peterson's doing no wrong. He was the face, he was one of the faces. And then when I say stuff like that, I go back into Kobe Bryant was a face until he did what he did. Kevin Durant, you know, he's good old, he's the face. These guys can still be the face. You just got to take time to understand who they really are, where they come from. Durant, this guy from Washington, D.C. You've never been there. You can't understand where he come from, and he's tired of being the face. Uh, if you're going to talk crazy about him when his contract come up, like he shouldn't, he shouldn't be upset that you said something about him, human nature, it takes its place. And you think as a fan... And you, all this, most of this stuff get leaked out by the organization anyway. But when fans are so dumb and don't understand, you think I should have had a championship by now? If Kevin Durant could play, he would be playing right now. Believe that. The guy from Washington, D.C., I know that cloth. Westbrook is doing his thing. But the two of them, when he comes back, it, he, when he comes back, I don't care who's in the lead. I don't care how well Cleveland playing. If Westbrook's doing what he's doing and Kevin Durant come back, Kevin Durant, and that team they have around them, they can keep them pieces together. Because I thought they messed up when they got rid of James Harden, but there's only one basketball and three superstars. never going to work. You can have two superstars. Because even when you look at the big three, who was the big three in Miami, that was not a big three. It was LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. And Chris Bosh came into his own, but I hate to see somebody seven foot tall shooting jumpers from the three-point line. Let me go back to Adrian Peterson. What I said with this there's no substitute for someone who just gets you, and you understand that. You just, okay, you know. I might have made this mistake, but you get me. You know who I am. That's what, that's what Adrian Peterson thought the Minnesota Vikings was to him. Adrian P Peterson set this whole thing in motion. I don't have a problem with how he, what he disciplined, disciplined your kid, how he does it. But the words that he used kind of cringed me up when he said I gave him some extra lashes. I got whooping with a switch, belt, extension cord. That's why I'm not in front of a judge a lot. Of, discipline has its place. And H.B. did what he did for his son. Uh, so it doesn't happen again. But when somebody, you walk through the, you're walking through the uh, supermarket. Somebody see you discipline your kid. See, I love this because they are not, they, for some reason, I hear these stories a lot, but they never come up to me and say, you can't do that to your kid because right then I'm smacking that person in the face for getting in my, my business. How I raise my kids. If I don't discipline my kids, that same kid gonna be in your coming through your window and getting everything that he wants or she wants. And then you go wondering about society is such a wrong place. Well, you let the parents who are parents who have kids discipline their their kids how they discipline. The only thing that bothered me with Adrian Peterson now, he he's the uh the words that he used afterwards. Because I don't have a problem with the discipline at all. A lot of a lot of us my friends, we've been disciplined. And you wouldn't be able to put up with it if you saw it. You thought they were trying to kill us, but you never did it again. 888-346-9144. That's the number if you want to join the show. We're talking to Agent Peterson. I do have, I said we was going to talk baseball as well, uh, but I do have Junior Spivey on hold. Spivey there. I'm right here. Man. Um, I'm loving the conversation about everything you brought up, man. You did it right on the nose. Yeah, man. I, I just don't, um, you know, and I was talking to Minnesota Viking. I, Minnesota Vikings and Adrian Peterson situation. 
the I don't I don't have a problem with everything that's going on. Adrian Peterson set this all in motion. But when and here here's the relationship part of it. The other half of it, the Minnesota Vikings, they couldn't deal with it. It, it, this is all business. When it become money, when you start losing sponsors, and these was local sponsors, these were these was the local people. See, everything's about money. I don't care who we are, who you thought you are. I, I guess that I can't say that in my circle, because I think I got, I think my circle is tight. Like if I made some money, we made some money. If they made some money, I made some money. But when you talk about big business, multi billions, when the Minnesota Vikings start sponsors start saying we, we want to pull out. Because you got Adrian Peterson, like they, you know, some people go through life and never been disciplined, and when, and this is why you have a high suicide rate until people who do not like us come from, come from where we come from, because they can't handle adversity. They've never been disciplined. When it goes down, they start popping pills. They start going crazy. Uh, let me tell. I need some Xanax. I need this for that. I gotta calm my nerves. You don't have to calm your nerves because you, if you grew up and you've been through some adverse situation as an adult, you don't have to deal with it. You know how to deal with it. I should say. You know how to deal with adverse situation. But the Minnesota Vikings on their half of the relationship, and Agent Peterson, was, he set this all in motion, but in the relationship, he thought it was going to be on his side. It, he thought they was going to understand him. But they've never been through I what he's been I through. What they should have done is like with any superstar, you pull it in behind closed doors and you explain it to him. Right. This is business. This is what we have to do. And I think he just felt that like he was disrespected because that conversation didn't take place prior to them, you know, doing what they had to do, you know, as far as uh, suspending them and discipline him. I, I agree. I, I can I can agree with that, and I can see what that happened. And I think you should. If you're going to make if you're going to make me the face of everything and anything, if if I'm the, and I'm putting those numbers up and I'm turning from a I'm coming from a guy who's getting into the lead to a super to a star, to a superstar, and I am that guy and I'm putting these numbers up, um, I expect you to pull me in your office. I expect you, before you cut one of my players, bring me in the office say, this is why we're getting rid of him. I'm part of this organization now. Although it's your business, your family business, although you bought this team, there's some stuff that when I signed that contract or re-signed that contract, that's some stuff I thought was going to be in place. And they're not in place. And then because of that, then I might want out too. So I thought that I think the uh, Minnesota Vikings, the two owners, I think they should have put pulled him behind closed doors and say because initially they tried to do the right thing. They tried to say, AP, yeah. we 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 behind you. We uh yeah, you know, we gonna we're gonna keep you on the team and we're gonna pay you. But those sponsors, he, here's the business part of it again. Those sponsors, when they got into play, it it was it was over for him. Especially with everything that was going on at the time with the domestic violence and then anybody um who could shed a bad light? If you're messing up my brand, not just the NFL brand, but the Minnesota Viking brand, well, we got to put a hold. To, we got to put a stop to this. We got to find a way to do this. And at that point, they sh- he should have came into the office. We should have met with him privately and said, "Here's what's going on," and and show him some facts that this is going on. Not just that talk, because nobody, no athlete believes any owners. You halfway believe your coaches because they are owned by the owners. You halfway believe them. So show me where you're getting this heat from. And I understand business, and you got to understand business. Once you made some money, you can start saying, well, i got to start turning this into business. This money is not going to always come. Most smart people do that. So I think the, the, the agent of Adrian Peterson, the I want out, he has three years on his contract, and in those three years he'll make $45 million. 
I don't suggest Adrian Peterson sitting out. You set out last year. You played one game. You set out last year. You're still fresh. I don't care if he's 31 years old or 30 years old. I don't care. We're talking about a guy who came off a terrible knee surgery and went for 2,000-plus yards, almost got, I think it was Eric Dickerson record. Don't tell me about what you think about what running backs and who running backs are because he is not that guy. And you and you you put a bad connotation on what running backs are in this league, but you can't do anything until you run the football. You just don't want to pay them. You just don't want to pay running backs, so you put a bad thing, asterisk by them. Oh, well, they a dime a dozen. Well, they might be a dime a dozen, but you can't pass the ball until you can consistently run the ball and keep linebackers closer to the line of scrimmage. You cannot do it. So Adrian Peters is not that guy. He is still coming. I will be, I will bet, if I was a betting man, that he can still get you 1,500 yards, not, not even playing last year. He'll still get you 15 yards in that offense. Their defense played well, Minnesota Vikings, last year. And that offense who was coming along at the end of the year, he'll get you 15, 1,600 yards next year. But I don't suggest Adrian Peterson sitting out, and that'll be two years out the league, and it's tough for most people. It's tough for most people. And, and the agent is adamant about he's putting it out there, and it's a well-known agent. He's putting it out there that you know AP don't want to be out there. He don't want to be. He feel like he wasn't, like Junior said. You should have called me behind a closed door. And that's um, that's unfortunate. I'm gonna stay on that story, yeah, but uh, so he wants out of there. He wants out. You know, there's no question. He's gonna okay. If you're gonna do me like this, we'll see how good you guys are without me. <laughs> yeah. So and, and, he wants out. And they had a back. You know, they had a running back uh, last year. I probably could pull up their stuff, but they had a running back last year. He played okay. He he's not Adrian Peterson. There's no you're not. He played well. He played well. But I, I do know this. I don't care who. At the end of the day, I don't care who you are, what's going on. If I have a business, if I have a business, and you messing up my money, I got to talk to you or get rid of you. Them them boys don't care. That's a it's a draft every year. They hold a they hold the NFL draft every year, which this year is April thirtieth, and I will be holding a draft party at Coaching Willie's downtown Chandler, one East Boston Street. But there's a draft every year. But you're not gonna find an Adrian Peterson in these drafts every year. There's some good running backs coming out this year. The guy they had last year, <clears throat> he held his own. But the value that Adrian Peterson has for the Minnesota Vikings and what they allowed to do offensively because he's in that backfield. Yeah, you you're not gonna just get rid of him. You're not gonna say say he's an, uh, just another running back. You're not gonna do that to a guy come off knee surgery and goes two thousand yards. It looks like he's never had surgery in his life. You're not gonna do that. But when you're dealing with um, when you're dealing with those people, money, they gonna get rid of you. This small business to them. This is money. This is that fortune fortune five hundred type numbers. You're not gonna do. You're not gonna do it. And they're not gonna allow it to happen. But that's the relationship right there, and I would say, man, we, you know, we expect. Okay, I did, I did wrong, but I expect you to know know me. So I'm saying Adrian Peterson, but in a relationship, there's no substitute. And I say it again for somebody who gets you, who knows you. You need to be on that side of it right here. Let me take care of this right here. There's no substitute for that. But uh, it, right now, there's not a. The reason why they part of the reason why why they are where they are right now because the communication. It's a breakdown right now. It's unfortunate. 
Let's get into some uh, baseball because I did say Junior may be calling in. Junior is on the line. Junior Spivey, World Series champ, Diamondbacks, second base on second base with Spivey. Um, before we get into it, I need to know what you got going on now. Before we get into that, what's going on? I know you've been doing a lot of spring training stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, got, I have a workout today for uh, one of my clients uh, from Ukraine, and uh, yes, yeah, I work out at one o'clock today um, over the top of the stick. So we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty excited for him. He's 18 years old uh, from the Ukraine, so it's it's going to be pretty exciting for him. I'm excited for him. I know he's going to probably be pretty pretty nervous, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see him go through that process. Talking but, um, sticks. Nice. What I want to speak on, I want to talk about, man, this this, this pace of game uh, issue that's been going on throughout spring training, and it's going to be implemented throughout the season. To me, it's it's a joke, in my opinion, because I really believe that you're messing with the true fabric of the game and the true essence of the game. Because baseball, the beauty of baseball is the fact that we don't have a clock, mm-hmm. we don't have a time limit or anything like that. The game is over when the 27th out is recorded. And when you start playing around with that and trying to speed that up, I really think uh, you're really messing with the true fabric of the game. Now, there is a lot of dead time in, in, in a baseball game, and that's because of the, the commercial breaks and the change of the innings. I think there's a lot of dead time there, and you can speed up that process, but you know it, it hurts the TV. Um, process uh, the networks as far as paying bills, and, and uh, that's how they pay their bills. So right. they want to speed it up, you know, shorten shorten the, the, the change of innings. That's how you can do that. But when it comes to the true strategy, um, the chess plan of baseball, you can't interfere with that. I, uh, I think s- it's going to be a problem. There's going to be a lot of fines uh, if they try to mess with that. I said before you came on, uh, uh, similar, uh, something similar to that, Baseball is baseball for a reason because we know what it is. It's a national pastime. How do you say, okay, we got to make this a two and a half, we got to make this a three hour game without having the integrity of baseball being what it is? I said, and then you're going to mess it up. Uh, about a year ago, I've been hearing talks about, you know, making it a seven ending game, uh, which I think would be crazy because now you got to change all contracts up. Now you got to talk Hall of Fame moving forward. You got to talk all stars moving forward. It's a whole lot of things you have to change, and and it's kind of like the NFL talk. It's just a bunch of gibberish. It's a bunch of people who ain't never played the game. It's a bunch of uh, guys who can't make an athletic play in their life, or not in the sport. So you can't say in my sport that that's an athletic player not playing. I'm gonna get to that when we talk NFL rules. Uh, just to more so in the Dad's Brian catch because I got something to say about that. But when you take the national pastime. And and you try to do away with that by changing these rules and and making baseball uh, speeding up the game, p- batters in the box. Oh, you can't be coming out. I, I think that's a problem because now you gotta now you gotta do certain things with contracts. And I say contracts. That's going back to the if you move a seven innings, pitchers pitch four every four or five days, or every four or five days. So what? Do you, how you do that? How would you do that if they pitching every four or five days and you giving people, you giving these athletes. For three hundred some thousand dollars now, two hundred some thousand dollars over a span of eight to ten years. You know, it's, it's now two hundred million. <laughs> two hundred million. Yeah, the stars get two hundred million plus. So the game has changed quite a bit, but there's no way you can mess with that because 
you know, it's strategy, man. Like, you know, I, I, I bring up chess all the time. It's it's a thinking man's game, and you have to think and figure out what this guy is trying to do to you. You can't speed that up. You know, you got to have your thought process. You have to have your thoughts together. You have to be mentally into the game in, in that moment, and you can't do that as a pitcher and as a batter. You can't speed up those two guys because they're trying to outthink one another. Right. You know, they're battling. It's a middle game they're playing. It's chess. So you start speeding that up, man, you know, you, you're going to – you're going to interfere with a lot of stuff. And you mess with these guys' money. They're not going to let you do that. When you talk about finding them, there's going to be a problem, especially when you come down to the collective bargaining agreement. You're not going to do that. If you want to keep finding me because I'm trying to outthink this guy so I can beat this guy, and you want to keep finding you want to punish me because of that, nah, we, we, we're going to have a serious issue. And now you're talking about a possible strike. Right. You know, and a, baseball a possible strike in, in the future. Baseball don't need to go on strike. Not when it's at its high and you got all these. There, I think they're exactly. they're more at superstars in the game now than they have been in past. Um, but they're more visible. But you you got social media and all that stuff because back in the day, like even before you got into league, there were some real superstars. They were black, of course, but there were some real superstars. They were guys that yeah. played uh, that you that you knew and that not just you know black people, but white people. Everybody liked them. They were the face of baseball. And then I watched. I watch and listen to conversations from baseball players and say, well, the sports has changed. The, the minorities in sport. And when you think minority, you probably say, well, that's, there's only that many blacks. But you, the minorities were Cubans. Uh, they, they, were, they were coming from China, Japan, somewhere. It, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't the minorities, that the, the, the tag that most people put on it. It wasn't. That many more blacks in there, but the ones that are in there, you you make them superstar. You put a face on them, and and, and baseball goes on strike. It's it's going to be rap for it. It's, it's hard to get that stuff back because what, when it went on strike last time, I think in my opinion, what brought baseball back was you knew uh, steroids was going on. You knew that stuff was going on, but you allowed Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, you allowed Sammy Sosa, and and those guys to have this home run. Every time they came with the plate, oh, he has this many, he has that, Mark has that many, Sosa has this many. You allow that stuff to happen because you would bring the sport back. And it was exciting to see these guys, oh, which one are we going to hit out the park and how many times are they going to hit out the park on this game? So baseball started coming back. You don't want to go on a strike. One thing I like, one of the things I like about baseball is the baseball's union. They don't put up with that stuff. It is totally different from football. We got a bunch of sellouts in football and baseball, they get it done. They get it done in baseball. So that the union and, and, and who's representing us in baseball or who's representing football, totally different because baseball, they would get it done. So you don't want to mess up with a, a, a lot of that in baseball, especially when the collective bargaining agreement and, and that stuff is coming back up. Yeah, I think that they're aware of that. And, uh, you know, just like you said, you got individuals that's making decisions and, and, and making these rules that have never played the game. And that's where the problem lies. They don't understand the true essence of the game. You have to, The only way you know is you have to play it. You have to understand it's a very difficult game, and it's not as easy as, as these guys make it appear. They're pros for a reason. And what pros do, they make a difficult game, a hard game, look easy. Right. They make it look like even a caveman can do it, right? And that's why that's kids want to play. Do. That's what the best basketball players do. That's what the best golfers do it until you actually go out and try to play it. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this you know? game is hard. So, <laughs> I, I, to, to your point, 
uh, that was me in golf. I'm like, this game looks so easy on TV. Uh, but I forgot those guys were pros. And you, you hit the nail on the head. Pros make the most difficult things and, and, and look easy, and they come through it, come through adversity like it was never there. But then we yeah. see it on TV and think, oh, that, this game is easy. And that's what kids see. Kids see it on TV and say, well, that's what I want to do because that guy made it look easy. But it wasn't easy, and you forget that, wait a minute, I got to train to do this? I have to put this many, this many hours in a day, and then you know you got to be able to block friends out, certain family out, because if that's what you want to do, that's your passion, that's the only way it's going to get done. If you put that work in, I got to be able to think because uh, you, let, you let the owners and uh, anybody involved with the outside of the athletes, they believe, well, we'll think for you. We'll, we want to change the rules. We'll think for you. Baseball is a thinking man game. It looks boring until you plan it. Golf looks boring until you plan it. Football looks easy until you plan it. Golf looks easy until you involved with it, and it's not that. It's, it's not the case, and that's unfortunate because the people who's making these decisions, half of them never played. Half of them never. Half, half of them never. And maybe they did play. Let, let, let me get them benefit of the doubt. Seventy-five percent of them played. Let me say that, but never made any athletic plays that you would remember of because you would be able to say that name right now. And saying that to say this, these owners are in Arizona right now meeting about something they can't do because I go back to what it is. It's all business. They are here changing rules, and and then the spokesperson, let me think of his name, had the nerve to say that that catch by Dash Bryant, and I said catch, was not a catch. <laughs> Because he didn't make an athletic ability to run with the football. First of all, you don't know what an athlete. I would know who you are, and I would have known who you were if I if you've made one athletic play in football. Now I can't say you didn't make a play ever in your life athletically, but I know you didn't make it in football. And there's a difference in every sport. An athletic play most times is different in every sport. To say what Des Bryant, if you watch that in every second and every frame. Until uh, he caught the ball and hit that ground, and could say adamantly that was not a catch, then you have got to be crazy and out of your mind to say that was not a catch. That guy made an athletic move, running full speed, to even get back in front of the defender to even get the ball, to have it on two steps on his chest, under control, not moving, come down with it, try to reach for the pylon, and you said he didn't have control with it. That blew me away, and that goes back to what a whole a lot of things I say about the NFL. If it benefits them, I don't have to worry about benefiting the players. They're going to buy by the rules anyway. And we got the referees under control. I was coaching in the USFL. I'm sorry, the UFL, United Football League. I was coaching out there. I was in Vegas for a couple months. They are trying to. They were trying to control those referees because they wanted to build more referees for the NFL game. And that's how bad it is. They won't control everything. They'll tell you this is what it is when you know for a fact, having played the game, haven't played the game at a high level. Well, you know for a fact, that's not what it is. So for the NFL to do that, man, Junior, to say that's not a catch. Yeah. And even I go, I go back to the Megatron, his catch, he was the first one. To say those are not athletic moves and he didn't have any control of it, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I just hate when, it, when they have to dictate the outcome of the game, when it comes down to stuff like that, it's terrible. I mean, based on the rules, and says, I mean, they need to change the rules because that is that right there. That was one of the greatest catches 
in the history of the game. You can't say at, at the time of when he made that catch, and and and, and uh, with with the game being on the line, it, it it basically changed the whole outcome of the game. Man, that would have went down as one of the greatest catches of all time. It would have been right in there, it right been in the top whatever. But they, you know, they took that away from that young man, and that's unfortunate. Took it away from their team. That was a great, that was a great catch, man. I hate that. Now that, man, that, that disgusted me. And now that it goes down to as um, uh, one of the greatest catch that wasn't a catch. It'll go down as that, as, yeah, as opposed to right. what you just said, one of the greatest catches in football history, NFL history. Uh, but these owners, like I said, the owners are out here in Phoenix, uh, and, and saying stupid stuff like this. We still don't have any idea what constitutes a legal catch. Judging by the eyeball test. First of all, you need to get these referees in shape. There is no way they put the work in that athletes put in, and they have to run up and down 100 yards, run up and down this field with some world-class athletes and make a call. And most of these guys make calls from a distance because it looked like what it might have been. I have a rule that needs to be changing. If I run a sweep to the left and that backside on the right side cannot affect that play by any and I just hold you, I would never call it. As a referee, I won't call it. But it is holding right. by definition. He can't affect that play. That play is going down the field, but you're going to call holding back here. Now, what was he going to do when the guy is 30 yards away? Now, I understand there are some athletes, and we've seen some great plays being walked down. I've seen it live in action, or, or I've done it, walk people down from coming out of nowhere. But an offensive alignment and defensive alignment is not going to affect that play on the sweep left going left, he's down the sideline, Adrian Peterson down the sideline, but you call holding that line of scrimmage, he, there's no way he could get to him. That, that, that's one of the rules I would change. And that's a great point, man. And that's why they need players that play the game to sit in on these meetings and sitting on, on these decisions that's being made. They need to create a committee, a, a better committee, a committee where there's, there's, there's former players that sit in on it before they just – make these decisions and finalize these decisions, man, because that is a great point, man. I, I like that. You should pull the flag back. You may throw through the flag, yeah. but you need to pick it back up and call it a no play. I like that. But And, like and, that and say what it is. Say what it was, but yep. and the coach can get on the sideline and say, you can't hold that because we might do a counter play. It looks like it's going left, but it's coming back this way. You can't hold them, or that will be a penalty. So, right. So now you got to – then these guys sitting at the Biltmore, which, you know, we golf there from time to time. They're in the Biltmore making the decision with people they can't control. These are the owners right here, and you're right. Yeah. Even the guy – this is why I, this is why I like baseball. This is why when I talk to you guys and I get my insight in baseball, this is information to me. This is like me going to school. But you can never learn enough about anything. So when I get that information, I'm like a little kid, and I'm listening. But then I kind of relate it or correlate it to sports in general. And everything is different if you haven't been in it. You can, you can, I could tell you the passion of somebody who played hockey, me never playing hockey. I could tell you about his passion, how he got to the top, because we all have the same drive. We all have some, pretty much the same reasons in the same direction of how we got there. Now, I say a handful of the guys that I played with went there, got to their level because they went to a certain school, but half these guys were trash. But, um, yeah, they're in the meeting. We're talking NFL meetings, uh, NFL rules. Another move. Let me ask you, uh, what do you think about this rule right here? I score a touchdown. I decide to go by, go to two, go for two, and I get it. Now I get to go to the 50-yard line and kick an extra point or try to kick a field goal and get one more point. What do you think about that? Because that's a rule. Well, that's why, a, why, for what? I mean, that's like, not football. Like, <laughs> these guys, man, it's crazy. That's crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy. You know, this thing. They're just really messing up the true fabric of the game when they start just trying to 
I mean, you know, keep the game the way it's going, man. And you know, I think I think players, if you, if you score a touchdown, you should be allowed to, to to dance. If you don't like it, keep them out of the end zone. I don't think you should be fined or penalized. You know, for 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 celebrating the end zone, I think that's crazy. I thought I thought that was crazy in college. You you asking me to work hard all off season, and keep my joy inside. Now I'm never a big celebration guy, but I never I never said this guy. I, there's a such thing as celebrating too much, but how are you gonna take everything I've done on the off season to get in the end zone? And we know how how hard it is. How are you gonna take everything I've done to hit a home run? In a big time game and in big moments, we know how hard that is. This you are the only one at bat. We need a run. You hit a home run. You gonna take my celebration away from me? Cause I put this work in all off season for this moment right here. But cause you don't want me marketing myself, publicizing myself. You don't want me doing that so I can make money off the field. You'd rather do it and you want me to hold that stuff in. But you want to market my touchdown reception or my touchdown throw. But you don't want me market myself. That is crazy right. to me. That if I work all off season and hard, and I train with some of the best athletes around the country, so I can get to that point. Because you, you know, there's a difference to working out by yourself and working out with some guys who's just as good as you are. That's a difference in that type of training. Now you're pushing into the limits right here. Now it's throwing up every every workout. It's, it's getting it. But then you get into the game, and it's so. You, that's why. The game looks so easy because we put that work in on the offseason and we ready for it mentally. We ready for it physically. But now I can't celebrate. And then I you change the fabric of the game. You're trying to speed up the player in the battle box. You're trying to uh make a nine point a touchdown, nine points when it's all said and done. It's, it's crazy to me, man, how they're changing the game. And it's it's all for their benefit. It's all for their benefit. This has nothing to do. They changed the rules so they can get more people to stand so offense is scoring more. Because defensively, I can't touch you after five yards. If the quarterback still has the ball in his hand, I should be able to beat you up as long as he got the ball in his hand as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Man. But, but you're right, man. I mean, these guys are making these decisions, uh, these owners, these so-called committees. Um, it's almost like, you know, what Charles Barkley was saying about the analytics, stuff like that. You got a bunch of guys that never played. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And, you know, now it's just they're going out of control. They're out of control with some of this stuff. They don't come into the clubhouse. Yeah. They don't come into the locker room. These guys coming out of college going right into the office, but they want to make a decision on who you are to that team by from the office. Not because you've been in the locker room and you know this guy means such and such to this guy he had in the play. I don't have to make a play all day, but those guys ain't going to – not play when I'm on that field. That that that's the crazy part about it. Unfortunately, man, I'm out of time. I definitely appreciate you uh, calling in, throwing some insight on on the pace of play and what they're trying to do and what they shouldn't do. Uh, before I get out of here, though, I, I got to say, I'm you know, I'm, what, here's my story of the day. Here's my shake of my head of the day. Uh, football player Darren Sharper takes a plea deal for nine rape cases. Uh-huh. I I I left uh-huh. it at the, I left it at the end so I wouldn't have to speak on it. Darren Sharper was a future Hall of Famer. What this guy did on the football field is a future Hall of Famer. Now he's getting plea deals for, I think, Nevada, Arizona, and California. I don't, I don't understand it. He's not a bad-looking dude. I don't understand it. Well, you got to put something in, the, in a drink, allegedly, This if this would happen, and you taking plea deals for nine rape cases. Unfortunately, Cromwell Sports Hall. He's been facing up to nine years, I think. Basically. Yeah, so far. So far. Oh, that's, that's terrible. All right. 
I appreciate Junior Spivey oh, calling in. I'm not going to say that. That's me. Never mind. <laughs> appreciate Junior Spivey for calling <laughs> I in. Do I, I have to get I off this get line. Right I'm sorry. Cool, I'm Sports Talk. We'll it. talk to you Thursday. We out. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>